Which is the better Jewish definition of strength? Having lots of muscles to lift up a really heavy Torah scroll? <laughs> or having the self-control not to make that snarky comment? Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Rabbi E in 3. I'm Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, Rabbi E for short, and get ready for a short burst of Jewish wisdom that I hope will elevate your life. I'm very happy to be here again speaking to you back behind the mic after a two-week-long self-imposed, or really procrastination-engendered, hiatus from podcasting, and I resolve to try not to let there be such a gap again in the future between episodes, unless it's for some good reason, of course, and not just my own inner failure to overcome the impulse to procrastinate or to uh, to be too perfectionistic or whatever. I confess to you there was a little bit of a weakness and a lack of strength inwardly in my not overcoming those non-podcasting impulses. That is the segue, however clumsy, to the topic of <laughs> this episode, strength. Strength in Judaism does not mean bench pressing that 500-pound Sefer Torah, as I alluded to in the opening, or doing 10,000 push-ups. It's about self-control. It's about being able to somehow check or curb the impulse, the instinct, the drive to do or say something hurtful, negative, destructive, Where am I getting this from? Well, um, the classic expression of this, I think, in Jewish ethics is in Pirkei Avos, Ethics of the Fathers, one of the books of the oral law of the Mishnah. A great sage called Ben Zoma says famously, Ezohi Gibor, who is a strong or mighty one? Hakovesh Yitzro, one who subdues or overcomes or controls his impulse, his instinct, his inclination. And of course, let's just get right to the concrete examples of this. This means when you have a desire to, to, to do something negative, uh, an action, to, to punch your hand through the window or into somebody else's, I hope not, God forbid, face, and you overcome that. That is strength. That is gevura in Hebrew, right? It's most often not in actions, probably, but in our lives in speech. You want to say something negative, a cutting comment, maybe someone you think deserves it, they slighted you, you want to insult them, you uh, have a juicy piece of gossip, lush and hurrah, hurtful speech you want to share with someone about somebody else, and you, it's, it's itching at you, it's, it's welling up in your, in your throat, and you control it, and you don't say it. Maybe it's just resentment and frustration, the barista is taking too long to make your latte, and you have to be somewhere 20 minutes ago, and you want to just say, what are you doing? And you check that and you do not say it. Actually, even you get extra credit if you say, hey, have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for making me this wonderful coffee. I've never, I don't think, mastered, <laughs> mastered, have that much self-mastery. But in any case, snapping at someone, the hurtful comment, the joke at someone's expense. How about complaining? Which doesn't really hurt anybody else necessarily, but it's negative and destructive to ourselves and to conversations. And I must tell you, I, Rabbi E, failed in this regard a week ago. Shabbat at my beautiful synagogue, Kiddush after services, a wonderful friend of mine, an affable person, said, Rabbi E, how was your week? And I did not exercise the proper inner strength. And I said, well, thank God it's Shabbos. <laughs> and that he said, oh, it was really that bad a week? And it wasn't that bad a week. I mean, it was just a normal week with frustrations. But I gave in to that little demon inside that instinct to say something negative and to complain. So I blew it. But 
The reason I'm even doing this podcast this week on this topic is not because of a defeat, because of a victory. In this regard, I had, my wife and I were down on campus at GW doing programs for students, which we do, and we had booked a room for our fellowship and other students from some other organization were in that room when we got there to set up. And they said, no, no, we have this room. And I knew we had that room and I saw it on my phone, the official thing from the student center. And it was such an opportunity where me, Rabbi E, could easily have just like, what are you, what's going on here and gotten frustrated. And I was cool as a cucumber. Well, actually, inwardly, maybe not, but I did not express it in any kind of, and I was patient, whatever, it all resolved. They had the room wrong. They had one digit off. This is our lives, everybody. This is hard. This is where we become great and mighty people, superheroes spiritually, when we learn to even if we make a mistake, we get up and try again, not give in to the impulse to say something, do something hurtful. Even thoughts. We might not control the thought that's in our mind, but to overcome the, the instinct to follow that thought. Of course, gluttonous instincts or lustful instincts. These are hard. These are powerful drives within us, but we can be strong. Ezuhi Gibor, Hakovish Esitro, who is strong? Who, who, that person who controls their inclination. Now, all we did was define strength. We didn't even give techniques or tactics. That's for another podcast. I would say maybe one main overall one would be to remember that we were put in this earth precisely for those moments to exercise such strength. So may you and I be stronger and resist the hurtful, hateful impulses and instincts as much as we can. We won't be perfect, but God doesn't want perfection. I mean, he wants us to strive for perfection. So have a wonderful week. And if it's before Shabbat, when you listen to this, have a wonderful Shabbat. Shabbat's never more than six days away. Ha ha. And subscribe to Rabbi Ian 3 and I'll just overcome the impulse to keep talking, blah, blah, blah. Hear me next time.